buddy. Not too much, dude. How you doing? I'm great. Well, welcome all you uh, impediments out there. How you doing today? Pause, Are you asking pause, me again? Pause Come for res- pause for response. No, we're gonna... oh well, you know things will turn up. <laughs> and unless you... you said great, they'll get even better. Yeah, woo! Till it gets worse, you know. Yeah. That's, that's what we call life, dude. <laughs> that's that's how life works, brother. Hills and valleys. <laughs> sometimes stuff is going great, dude, and sometimes it's really bad. And then it, it sucks when it's just always really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's winter, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, were you surprised by snow last week and then mad at yourself for being surprised by no, snow? No, I was. Because, like, I got a Facebook. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, it's fucking March. I got a Facebook memory of it being snowy. <laughs> and then so I was talking to somebody about it. And I'm like, well, the home opener here usually is like a sleet, rain, snow yep. mix. Yeah. You know? Ooh, yeah, that coming up in, like, uh, what's that, the 7th, I believe? Yeah. Friday. Good Friday, brother. It's going to be an action packed weekend, dude. Opening day. I got a comedy show. What comedy got, show? Got uh, Dan Cummins. Oh, Dan Cummins is sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going with a group. Hey, what's up, Babo? Babo. He actually got me some burnt Krishner um, tickets. Nice. But he was going to go with Mike to this. And, um, you know, I, he was kind of like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Bert's Bert. And it was like, you know, we actually, then he just flipped those tickets into. Uh, into these Cummins tickets, so we're gonna have a big old group going down to see Dan. It's the night of the uh, home opener. So, Burnt Kreischer, real quick, did, you know him and Bill used to do a podcast together. Bill Burr. Yeah, I've heard about that. I never actually listened to it. So they don't do it anymore. Mm. And Bert finally broke why they don't do it anymore. Um, he on the so he, I guess Dan Lebit uh, Burt Burnt Kreischer was on Dan Lebitard's podcast today, mm-hmm. and apparently Burt uh, brought on Dan Lebitard onto the Bill and Burt podcast and it kind of um surprised not kind of it totally like it was like a a surprise to Bill I'm trying to think of the right term mm-hmm. but they surprised Bill with it and pretty much Dan Levitard was kind of accusing Boston of being racist and everything and Bill have not talked to Burt since then Really Yeah they're not they're not on speaking terms and all over Dan Levitard Yeah all over Dan Levitard but I guess um I mean why did did they never have guests? I'm guessing that I don't really think they ever did. I I only listened a few times. I can only I, I like Bert, but I can only handle so much Bert. I'm trying to okay. Dan Lebetardi is who I thought. I haven't really he was heard the guy anything who, out of him for a while. He was like really big for a little bit, and then yeah. Well, the trolling thing only goes so far. Remember that he bought the the billboard in Cleveland about LeBron. I it's vaguely. Um, I guess people just got sick of him. Yeah, I mean the but troll. Then you, then you have what's his face that's still like the face of ESPN. Skip Bayless? Uh, the other one. Colin Cowherd? No, the other one. I don't know any other ones. Because Cowherd's not even there anymore. He's with Shannon Sharp. The the little no, dude. S- Skip is with Shannon Sharp. The little dude with the biggest mouth. The Stephen, Stephen A. Smith? Smith. Yeah. yeah. Jerk off. I hate that dude. <coughs> yeah, I'm not a big Stephen A. fan myself. I, lo- I still love that boxing video he put up. What are the it was him working out. Throwing punches. I can't remember if he was working with a sparring partner or hitting a bag, but, like, dude, if you've taken the introductory one-hour boxing course, you throw better punches than that. It's it's so terrible. And he just posted it to his, his social media like he was doing some hard work. Did you ever see the DJ Khalid video of him uh, showing off the new Bob Marley guitar? <laughs> nope. Oh, it's so funny because he's like, he's like, 
can't play an instrument. I'm no. Sure. And he's like, he's like, he's like showing it off. He's like, this is the new Bob Marley guitar. And he doesn't have a pick, so he's just playing with this thumb. And he's like acting like he's really playing. He's like, he does have the confidence of like a six-year-old dude. And he and he does it for like forty-five seconds, and no one on his team is like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't do that." And he's still like. You know, and like, and it's like this dude, like, I bet when the Bob Marley family was like, yeah, we'll give this to Khalid, you know, he'll, he he could just show it off and just kind of, they didn't expect him to full out, like, and he looks like. Well, I mean, it's not bad on the guitar. That's probably one of those no bad advertising, no I bad, no advertising is bad advertising or whatever. I guess. I mean, it's not like if he's playing it terribly, you're going to be like, oh, that seems like it's out of tune or anything anyway. <laughs> He just looks like an idiot. It's not like Little Wayne. You ever see Little Wayne do a guitar solo on stage? I think I have seen that. Yeah, but it's like, it was a while Yeah, so I actually saw that today. Bill and Bert are don't talk anymore because of Dan Levitt. Really? Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, well, they're two real different personalities. That's true, but I just well, I mean, that's why I'm kind of surprised they even did one. I kind of forgot they did, but. Also, like, they kind of are. I mean, I, they, most players end up saying that, too, about what terrible shit gets talked to them in Boston and that they <laughs> habitually line step. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I don't even know how you get mad at him about that. Maybe he was more confrontational about it. or I, that's, I, that's what I think it was. I'm sorry I'm manhandling the money. But I, here, I mean, but... Bill's so good at taking people down, I feel like he would he should have just torn down. Well, Bert was also saying that, um, that Bill forgot they were doing a podcast and he was cooking out with his family. And Bert was like, oh, you got to come on, come on. We have a, a special guest. And Bill was like, oh. You know, so he took him away from a family cookout to. Oh, and then ambushed him. Ambushed him with damn a guy he probably knew he wouldn't. He should have known he wouldn't like. Yeah, that sounds about. That sounds about Bert. Yeah, <laughs> sounds. It sounds very on point. And Bert would be like, "What? What? Yeah, okay. What if he wasn't in the mood, that explains it more. <laughs> then he just brought on a guest that Bill that, didn't like. That's my Bert impression. What? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta laugh. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna die of liver failure soon. Um, you think so? I, I do. He, I saw him, he looks bad, man. He just. I mean, I always feel like he looks bad. He's got that. Oh, like, you're talking about Bert? Yeah, Bill doesn't okay, drink. Not no, I was gonna say Bill doesn't drink. Anymore, yeah, and he's like trying to quit smoking. I think. Yeah, I haven't. I listen to his podcast usually. Or he's in on and in, on and off with it. Yeah, I usually listen to Bill's podcast. I'll throw one on. Um, when I'm flying, because that's a good one to listen to because. He's pretty much as pissed off as I am that I have to fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know a podcast I, I listened to? We talked about him. Uh, oh, did we say this is a slurred speech and everything? And uh, We said hello, and I asked the viewers how they were doing, the listeners. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we full introed. Uh, okay. We've kind of got off kilter, though, too. This was supposed to be the special Oscar episode. <laughs> You know, I'm always watching the Oscars. Just kidding, everyone. We know this was going to be a Road to WrestleMania <laughs> special edition coming up April 1st-ish. <laughs> Sometime early in April. WrestleMania used to be like one awesome night, and now isn't it like a freaking two-week it's like a month. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kick it off. It's Royal Rumble ends, and then they unveil the banner. And Have they done Royal Rumble yet? Oh, yeah, we talked about it on the oh, last we? podcast, which I... means it was at least a month ago. <laughs> yeah, this po- I do apologize. I mean, 
I don't know why I'm apologizing. I don't think either of us have anything to apologize for. Other than being really busy. Super busy. I mean, you've been traveling a ton. I've just been loaded on at work, and then... I'm doing twice a month right now. Um, Traveling out of town. Yeah. On your weekends, too. Yeah, Friday to Monday, man. Uh, And now I have to... Like, not that I'm... I mean, it sucks traveling, but it's not... I mean, there could be worse things, and it's a great job, so it's mm -hmm. like, you know... Um, but I used to leave Monday morning at like 11, so I'd get there, check in with everybody and get out and then fly home and then just have the rest, not the rest of my day, but I'd get home like two o'clock and just be like, well, that's the day. Now I have to stay late and yeah, balls. Yeah, it could be worse. Um, the last, last time I, the last two times I traveled, I traveled, flew into Denver, worked three hours and flew back. So that was like a long day. That was an 8 a.m. flight to Denver to get home at 11 o'clock at night. Super productive. Yes. And then a couple, two weekends ago, I was in Hartford, Windsor Locks, Connecticut. Mm. They did. It was really awesome. I did lots of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I did eat uh, lobster, fresh lobster. That was pretty much the high point of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good like really good <laughs> lobster is good it is good i might have recently had it for the first time uh like valentine's day weekend because i did not i don't know it has such a unique flavor and i feel like i didn't know that or i forgot it maybe it had just been years since i had it but wow lobster is delicious uh yeah breaking news everyone <laughs> yeah you haven't had lobster. It's fucking good. Well, I got a lobster roll and I got it with cheese on it. And I like I was getting a look. And I'm like, what's what? They're like, you're not supposed to get it with cheese. I'm like, okay, no cheese. And then I talked to the guys. Like, they're just putting crappy American cheese on it. Like they were put. They were probably put like generic craft singles on it. You mm-hmm. know? Um, where were we at the Royal Rumble? That wasn't. Yeah, really good. we weren't really on it. <laughs> anything to be honest. We're kind of just ambling around. Uh, um. You know, I was thinking about a second ago. I was watching a video on Reddit, and it was a boxing match where Sugar Shane Mosley was like a three to one underdog, and he beat some guy. And they made him the made the guy he was facing rewrap his hands three times because he kept wrapping them illegally. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that video. Remember that guy who got caught with plaster, uh-huh. and like they caught him cheating, and like he's like throwing a temper tantrum in the ring because yeah. like his coach catches him and like. He fucked up that guy for life, caused permanent brain damage, and I think that guy ended up killing himself. I think he did. Yeah, after that, um, his face was—I mean, royally. It fucked. was like bo- it was like a box. Yeah, it was like it was so swollen. It's weird to say it was so swollen. It was flat, like it was so evenly swollen. His entire face, like, probably broke both of his orbital bones, cheekbones. Like, it was just absolutely terrible. And I remember just watching that video because the coach comes walking over like he's gonna shake his hand, and just grabs the glove, and the guy's trying to yank away, and then mm-hmm. he starts throwing that temper tantrum in the mm-hmm. ring. Have you, can you think of anyone else that's been caught cheating like that? I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I, I don't know it's happened at that level, I tr- and to have been caught like that in the ring. Yeah, that coach knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, he 100 percent was yeah. like. You know, because you probably as a coach, you probably know your fighters well enough that you shouldn't be. He shouldn't be either. That guy hits like the hardest motherfucking truck of all time, or there's something. That's the thing. It's not like he was some. He wasn't like a Tyson coming out of nowhere. This was. They were both known quantity boxers. Yeah. Just the amount of damage that was happening to his face. I don't even know honestly how it didn't get stopped sooner and how a ref didn't step in. Like this isn't right. Like that's his face was just destroyed. But I was, yeah, I was trying to think if there was any... If... Plaster casting his wraps. That's fucking... 
I was trying to think of any other fighter that might have been caught cheating like that. And you can't say Jerry King in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> or Jerry the King Lawler in the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I just saw the... I just, I just watched that video. John Jones? John Jones! No. Uh, yeah, I mean, usually it's performance enha- enhancers in boxing. Um, there are regulations on the weights and everything like that, but I think they check them so much so regularly now. They do the pre-fight inspections and everything. I think it's pretty hard to even get away with that shit. Do you remember that? Have you ever seen that video of Cormier being told that he can't fight John Jones because he tested positive for PEDs? No. Uh, there's a video. I think it was their first or I forget which fight it was, but it was like all this buildup and then John Jones gets popped for PEDs and Dana White comes in and he's like, hey, man. He's like, gotta talk to you. Cormier's like, why? And he's like, they sit. He sits down. He starts telling him. Cormier breaks down. Cormier's an emotional dude as it is. And he starts breaking down. He's like, Dana, I'll sign a contract, but I don't care if he's on. <laughs> I, actually, that's once you kind of started on the story. I I kind of remember that now. I must have seen that. Speaking of John Jones, did you watch the Sierra game? Nope. I kind of I forgot it was happening to be honest. So I was in Hartford. It was that weekend. And I had to work early. I had to be up in pretty early for me <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> so I had to be on time. As well. <laughs> I really had to be on time that day. And so I was like, I won't watch this. And then I um, was texting back and forth with Shane the wild card. And then we talked on the, fo- on the phone for a minute because he was watching it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch. And I'm like, I'll just put it on and then fall asleep and then just catch the highlights thinking next thing I know I'm up at. 12.45 in the morning watching them walk in. Not a good fight. <laughs> um, unless you were a big John Jones fan. You know, John Jones kind of came in. Everyone was looking to see John Jones as this jacked, heavyweight, you know, looking like Nagano pretty much. Yeah. And he looked a little a little flabby. Uh, flabby? Yeah. I was going to say he looked, like, scrawny, too. But, I mean, I didn't really see the body, so. like He, he just, just looked limber. Yeah. Not... Not toned at all. Yeah, I guess, I guess that, that's what happens when you get off the PEDs. Um, he just kind of looked like like little right there, a little, a little dad bod. Yeah, a little dad belly. Um, it obviously didn't matter because he took Cyril Gain it, down. And he honestly, I would say it looks close closest to anybody. I'd say he looked like uh, Stipe. See, Stipe, I think looks a little more lean. I mean. He's got that belly a little bit, though. Does he? Oh, no, you're right. Unless those are, like, old pictures. This is probably the most recent picture. You're right. He does have damn good cum gutters. <laughs> God. Uh, I would love to eat bacon off his belly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh... <laughs> huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> he says something new every day. So anyway, John Jones zero gone. Uh, first yeah. round submission, yeah. heavyweight title for John Jones in his first UFC match in three years. Good, yeah. good for him. Yeah, hey, I'm not a John. I think we talked about. That. I love that we talk about shit before the podcast. And we're like, we should talk about this on the podcast, and then we're like, oh. <laughs> sorry for hanging out and being friends. Good for him not having to fight. Any contenders? Honestly, man, I don't know if it would have mattered. He literally, if he didn't watch, I mean, he literally. The, the, you should have to go through the motions, I feel uh, like. I guess you're right. At least fight one or two guys in legal matches. Cyril Gain literally, like, the only strike Cyril Gain they had any effect on was he kicked him in the balls and they had to stop the fight for 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. What kind of, what was the submission? Uh, f- so it was a uh, guillotine choke. Um, it was like a neck crank guillotine choke. So 
uh, Jones pressed him up against the cage, was going for a takedown and transitioned to the front and got him in like that front headlock uh-huh. and cranked on it and then got Gain got out and then Jones just got him back in that same position and, and got him in the choke. Um, Jones was saying that he didn't even think he choked him. He thinks he just neck cranked him and he said he felt something pop the first time he did it. Uh-huh. And then when he caught him again, he said that it was just, that it just was tight and it, it wasn't much. Um, I'll see if like there's a picture um, that was going around after the fight um, that kind of became a meme. Is it Gagne with a broken neck? No. Uh, it's pretty much post-fight. Uh, zero gain post-fight. And it's game laying on the mat up against the cage. Yeah, I can't find it. Just looking sad. Yeah, look at well, he's like looking at John Jones with this. Oh, here it is, right here. Can you see that? Yeah. Just kind of looking at him, like, what the fuck just happened? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, and then the other fight in that he has one, had some interesting knockouts and submissions in his time. Um, the arm pull. The arm pull. Didn't he just fucking crank somebody's arm a couple of times one time? And. Man, I can't even remember. Uh, the other big fight that was on that was uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Oh, Shevchenko fell, fought, fought and oh. she lost. Oh, really? Yep. And she was—I won't say she was dominating, but she was clearly winning the fight. And, oh yeah, Alexa Grasso. Yep. And Alexa caught her in a, a rear naked choke out of—it was pretty much out of nowhere. And um, fourth round. Yep. And, and they the championship rounds. Yep. And it was, uh, you know. Cor- some of these these guys do really good research because Cormier was saying like he was it was either Cormier or the it wasn't Rogan it was Cormier or someone saying you know he was watching her in training and that was something she was training for it was like the way she would transition this choke and she did it so quick that was like Shvenko threw a kick she like got her back from behind the kick and and got that choke on and just locked it in it was like obvious that it was something that was mm-hmm. repped over and over and over. Um so yeah, that was that was kind of a not kind of that was a big fight on that card. Uh, was he he's saying that during the match before it happened? No, he was saying it like, um, yeah, I guess not. I get your point already. <laughs> he said it post after it oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. After well, I mean, they might have learned their lesson from when they were in the COVID protocol and they were calling out shit. Oh yeah, remember that. <laughs> He needs to do this. He looks over and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, well, they were saying, I forget what fight it was, but he was like, yeah, I heard Cormier saying I need to do this, so I did it, and that's, you know. Yeah. Well, there was the one time he called out something that he thought somebody should do, and then it was clear the guy looked like, yeah, that's what my corner just told me. Thanks for announcing it to everyone. Um, something he was either, I can't remember if it was looking, I think it was, he was going to look in counter for something or some, some way he was going to, some way he was going to press the other guy. But. Well, and it's cool to hear some of those things. Cause you'll hear some of those people say stuff like, um, they have like code words to do certain thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, one of Stipe's was the clutch go corner. They kept screaming one time during a fight and he never really said what it was, but, um, I, I assume if you're a better fight analyst than I am, you would be able to f- pick it up. But, they kept they would scream that occasionally, and he would and all of a sudden he was strike you know out striking and you know I think it was against uh, what's his face Big Roy Big Country Roy uh, oh man that guy's been out of the picture Nelson for Roy Nelson um, when everyone thought Roy Nelson was going to knock him out in thirty five seconds Glitch yeah. go corner Glitch go corner 
and uh, so John Jones and Stipe are rumored to be fighting, and John Jones is calling out Stipe because he heard rumors from other people they might not fight in July. I didn't even know this was a fight yet. Saying he ducked them all 2020. I just don't fucking like John Jones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I would hate for that to be the end of Stipe's career, losing to that fucking asshole. Yeah. And after the John Jones fight, or after that Jones game fight, Uh Jones looked, like, really, really good. Wow. How long was it? Two minutes at the most. Yeah. I don't know. I never really liked Gane either. Gane was a phenomenal striker. His wrestling, which was kind of put on point against Jones and against Naganu. Um, Naganu... You know, everyone was like, he wrestled the shit out of Steve A and then wrestled the shit out of Gane on, on Gane on that last uh, mm-hmm. that last fight. Naganu's rumored to do all sorts of stuff right now. There's boxing rumors. There's yeah. I heard some pro wrestling rumor. Yep. Yeah. Which you know, dude, talking about a Lesnar fight, yeah. which would be it was going to be mixed martial arts, right? No, no, no. I think it was going to be wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh. Brock couldn't fight right. Brock could never. Oh, that's true. One, Brock, I don't think could pass a drug test. Two, Brock is what, like 50s? I don't think he's that old, but he's got to be past. He's past fighting. Past fighting a guy in his prime. Yeah, That's past fighting a sure. really, really good guy in his yeah, prime. He could fight another 45, 50 year old. Yeah, or he could fight a younger UFC fighter who is, like, I don't know. Remember he fought Mark Hunt in UFC? That was, what, that was eight years ago in 2016. He yeah. fought Mark Hunt in UFC 200. And all I did was just take him down and ride him around. Yeah. And I remember watching that fight with some friends, and they they literally left. They're like, this is the most... And then they're talking uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Um, who's Which, the other... Which, uh, Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's little brother, knocked out one of those... Paul, he didn't knock him out. Or beat one of those he Paul He beat him, yeah. Dudes. The Whatever the Paul that's doing yeah. the most boxing. Imagine that. He fought an actual boxer and lost. Just got jabbed to death. He couldn't figure out what to do with a jab. Yeah, I, I watched the highlights and it was really, just really shows you what a stud he was. Yeah, fighting all those MMA fighters and all the pe- what professionals, fought, fought, non-professionals. Yeah. And God bless Anderson Silva. Dude was 80, 82 years old. You know, <laughs> like I, I, yeah, he he didn't know what to do against the boxer. Oh, the fight games. Yeah, he fought. What was what's his face? Ben and uh, Ben Askren. And acted like he won, like, the world heavyweight title, you know. Of all. Mm-hmm. And he just beat up the guy who was known to be the worst striker in MMA history to have any sort of career. Funky Ben Askren, though. He's funny. Um, he was big on the, the Bitcoin stuff and that kind yeah. of Yeah. Seems oh. like the bottom's falling out on that. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? That, I'm kind of I, actually. I was kind of surprised. I, I mean, this is going to be more pseudo political than we usually get. But I honestly can't believe that the government stepped in, stepped in and backed that that uh, Silicon Valley bank um, and all their unsecured people. Do you want to you want to know my honest take on that? Uh, uh, there's I, there was just a lot of crypto. I thought they'd be like, "Hey, fuck you guys." You want to know my honest take? What on is it? your honest take? On I that? have no idea what happened or what's going on. I just know that that happened, and I was like. Well, that sucks for... The bank made a lot of bad moves. Uh, the FDIC, federal, federal Insurance, is supposed to... I think it was always lower amounts, and they upped it during the 2008 financial crisis to say, basically, the government steps in and secures any any um, federally insured bank up to $250,000 after the 2008. And so 
they on this one there were a lot of people that were well above that limit and then they just stepped in and apparently now the government is just going to pay for every dollar that these banks lose well why not uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. And they said it was going to hurt the economy so badly. And they're like, they also said the taxpayers aren't going to pay anything because they're just going to. I'm sure the insurance or whatever costs that the banks are paying into that are going to go up, which is going to get passed on to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it's not going to get directly passed on to taxpayers, but I'm sure everybody's going to end up funding this. And it's not exactly going to be the people who have over a million dollars in the bank paying more for their the insurance well, I'm, for those people. So I'm fine then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, there, so there became a little bit of a run on the bank. So that bank was doing bad. People tried to pull their money out. It's just like every depression story you've heard. Then people freak out about their money. So they go to pull their money out and the bank doesn't have their money. Um, and then that happened to another bank in New York because it, kind of caused a ripple effect so going through the weekend until like sunday sunday night they were kind of saying they weren't going to cover it and then they said okay we're having a little bit of a domino effect we should probably well the crazy thing was like when shit like that happens and then people go to get their money and the bank's like oh we don't have it you don't have it it, it, it's invested oh i know and then there's multi-million dollar startup companies and things like uh what do i employ my employees with next week i don't know but not our money because we don't have any oh man that would fucking suck but i mean like that sucks too I mean, if I don't get paid, my bank's not going to be like, yeah. Oh, we'll wait two months. Yeah, my my mortgage is not going to. Oh, sorry, my boss didn't pay me. I can't make my mortgage. I can't pay for my car. Oh, that's cool. Don't Have worry you about ever it. had your paycheck bounce? I don't think I know. I've had my paycheck bounce multiple times before. Really? Not with this company, but with the previous <laughs> company, and it bounced three times. Well, now I have so many people paying me. Yeah. That. I just don't get paid sometimes, but yeah, I would, I'm not going to write myself a bad check. No, but. this was like, I got the check, I cashed it, um, paid my bills, and that, yeah, and it happened like two or three times, I'm like, and I was tight with one of the accounting people, and uh, I was talking to him about it, he's like, well, you, you know, the pro- here's what happened, I'm like, I just want to make sure I get my money, dude. And I'm like, then who covers these fees? Because then the fees at one point are more than what I made. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. I was like, you know. And Banks. You... How do they work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call us in. Your opinion is on the financial crisis right now, <laughs> and especially uh, Silicon Valley savings and loan, uh, whatever that bank, SVB something, uh, 216-260-5484. Hit us up at URBS Reddit. Uh, send us all your Wall Street uh, uh I don't Reddit even know if we and... still have that phone number because <laughs> we haven't used it in a while. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's call it up. Uh, <laughs> Let's leave ourselves a voicemail. <laughs> We're about to win the T-shirt right now. <laughs> All you scrubs out there. I don't know, man. That Tony Montana was still my favorite one. That time. was a good one. I think we should just give Tony a T-shirt. I think so, too. All right. Tony, you got a T-shirt coming. <laughs> It'll be some here sometime between now and August. Right, let's see if this works. Uh, send, us, send us your details, Tony, and we'll get it to you. Uh, Joe from the Slurred Speech Podcast <laughs> running a test. You can also hit us up at slurspeechpodcast216 at gmail.com. Of course, you know, also, some guy that would love to hear your financial opinions, go up to Ground Zero Comics and Cards <laughs> at 15139 Pro Road, Charlottesville Town Center. Uh, hit up Marcus. Be like, yo, Marcus, what do you think about uh, Silicon Valley Bank and the financial... He probably actually has a, a really... 
strong opinion on all that stuff. <laughs> Boy, fuck those people. Yeah. Probably. He's funny because there's times I talk to him about stuff and <laughs> okay, we so, still got it. Still got so it. Hit us up two six two six seven five four eight four. You watching any of the Oscars? No. No. Did you? Mm, no. Uh, I saw Brendan Fraser one. Good. I for saw him. a couple clips. Oh yeah, good. For, I actually just watched that recently. The whale. The whale. How was it? It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. I haven't um, watched it yet. I did watch the best of nineteen seventies NWA wrestling know, volume three though. Uh, recently. Nice. You know, I went into the whale thinking that this was going to be like a redemption feel-good story, um, and then I didn't know who the director was. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is not going to be a man gets thin and saves his life story." Really? It's Darren Aaron. Yeah, it's it's a little dark. Is it as dark as everything must go with Will Ferrell? I think we talked about that before. I still haven't seen that. No, okay. I've seen parts of it. Um, I saw some of the beginning, but I never... Because that was a movie I put on. I never saw it before, and I was in a mood. I think I talked about this before. And I was in a mood. And I'm like, let me put something funny on it. I watched all that. I'm like, I just... I, I don't know why I did this to myself. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. Don't spoil it Tramedy. for me. i act like I'm going to watch it, and then I won't. But don't spoil it for me. I'd say it's worth a watch. It's a, it's a good movie. Are you watching uh, Last of Us You're not going to get Last I did just finished last of us oh we talked about that a couple of nights ago um i don't know man it's good it's visually stunning i just didn't like it no i just didn't like it very much i don't know did you finish it yes okay good because uh i knew you guys told me the last time i was over about not spoiling it and you didn't did you know the story no so i didn't okay. know any, I, knew I knew the, renee didn't either. yeah i knew that i knew it was a video game obviously um it has a I wouldn't exactly say a twist end, but it's sort of a shocking ending. Um, the the end of the series right now? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just kind of like, I guess. I, See, I, that's that's the thing, too. It, it uh, And maybe it's, I think part, it, part of it is the the venue of playing the game. And I don't know if, if a lot of people went along with it. People absolutely love the story to that game. Um, you kind of do a thing that, I at least like morally am very opposed to doing uh, the decision that the main character makes at the end of the game to the point like how many I times did you have to re- you played the game right yeah how many times did you have to respawn at that point um <laughs> not that many okay. but quite a few um I'm particularly I was really great at the sneaking mechanics on that game okay. so there are there were two basic things you could go about thing two ways you could go about things and especially with clickers and some high level um, certain types of guys or just scenarios um, where there were too many dudes around, you'd have to do a lot of sneaking, um, grabbing people from behind and choking them out or just shanking them in the neck kind of stuff. Um, I was always very good at those types of missions, and then it turned into a shooter at some points. And the, I mean, the gameplay was good in the game, but it's that's not what stood out about the game. Again, okay. it, it was just a beautiful game. had a lot of good dialogue and, and cutscenes. The gameplay, I would say secondary to the story and just the cinematography so um but yeah that i think that was actually one of the shooter aspects of the the game that i i don't know maybe i just got lucky but i mean there were definitely a lot of a, a couple at least i'm gonna sure. tell you something that's gonna completely remote. surprise you what's that 
I am not good at those sneaky games or being a sneaker. I love Metal Gear Solid. See, it's I, I one never, of my favorite games of all time. I always so. played the first level of Metal Gear Solid. I was just like, just shoot. <laughs> well, that, that was what was great about that game, too. Uh, you know, it was almost difficult to kind of get good saves. There were radios, and a lot of shenanigans could happen in that game where. It was actually, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, yep. but um, I, I absolutely love that type of game. So, I mean, in the fact that the gameplay, quote unquote, on Last of Us wasn't exactly peak difficulty or that amazing, I kind of waltzed through a lot of that sneaking stuff. Yeah, it was, it was the game was well raved like on Reddit and all the forums and everything before it was even a TV show. And now I, wa- I, after I watch the episodes, I go and go to the Reddit forums and watch, read the discussions. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would say 75% of it is people comparing it to the video game. Yeah. Um, but pretty favorably. Yeah. Um, most yeah, people yeah. seem to like both of them quite a bit. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I'm maybe the kind of person where if I'm kind of on the fence about this. I almost go the other way on what I read. So if I'm kind of on the fence, not sure if I like something and it's getting dogged online, I'll be like, well, but I liked this and this. And then I'm almost like I like it more. And I'm reading people just jerk off how good this show was. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. But what it really came down to is, like, I'm trying to find a good reason I don't like it, and I can't. But I don't know. It's it's I've, visually beautiful. Uh, yeah. It, I thought the story was pretty good, which is, is pretty it, much they just ripped from the video game, which everyone said the story was good from the video game. There so. are there are almost shot-for-shot shot scenes in the, in the, the movie and the game, and some of the major, like, iconic lines are slightly different. You see people comparing them online, but... It almost takes me out of the show a little bit to be like, oh, it's the it's the Capitol building. like, mm. And it looks so close. Or like, oh, this is the flooded hotel where you had to pull the, the thing over because she can't swim and you got to like float her over on the door. But like it almost kind of pulled me out of the show a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I never... And I'm sure a lot of people were just watching that like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but it almost for me was like took me out of it. So I don't know. Um, I wish... Not enough monsters. Were there a lot of monsters in the video game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, I mean, they just took a lot of. I mean, that's gameplay. Um, all the gunfights, all the murdering, all of the the zombie hordes coming after you, and all. The, I mean, that wouldn't have. And there's hours and hours of that in the game because that's the game. Game. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't didn't make as much sense to have so much of that, but at the same time, I <laughs> wanted to see something. I don't like. I don't really. Were there really monsters in the last like half of the episodes? The only monsters that were in the last episode were in the very beginning. I see. I don't even remember. Um, very beginning. Ellie's mom. Oh, flashbacks. Yeah. That was the thing. In the last three or four episodes, the only monsters were, were flashbacks. flashbacks. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they were just kind Spoiler. of <laughs> dealing with people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Um... And that was the thing we were watching. And as I was never playing the game, it was like we were like, "Is it going to be monsters or people? Is it going to be monsters or people that were going to be like the thing, the the, mm-hmm. uh, the the enemy or whatever?" The the game was very great at alternating it. Yeah. Um. I mean, the 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 last scene, kind of wrapping it up, is um very much more so towards the the people end. But I mean, that game was great at kind of keeping you off balance with those things. And then even at times, it would be like. Maybe and maybe I'm even wrong on this. Trying to remember back, it's been so many years. But it would be like, oh, like these dudes are coming, and here it is. And then it's like all of a sudden, like a horde comes and just starts ripping those people apart. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm gonna sneak around and try and escape right now because shit's fucking going off. Um, 
or yeah so i mean it it was a very good mixture of of both in the game and so it seemed like the the zombie whatever you want to call them uh cordyceps in the in the show almost like took a heavy back seat so my favorite video game and video f- game franchise of all time is madden I think it'd be cool if they did like a weekly TV show that was like based around Matt. Like That'd be a, dope. Like based off Matt, like football, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if they did. How'd it, that even work? I don't know. Maybe if they did it like in the fall, and then at the those end, guys would have so many injuries and I mean like long term problems. Maybe, um, but for viewer entertainment, it'd be sweet. And then like at the yeah, end, you're right. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, if if it's entertaining, like who can't? you know? And then like you could have like people you cheer for yeah yeah and you know what and then you know what you just make them into gods and they hit people with their cars and shit you just let them get away with yeah, it yeah you know you know they're gonna be mentally defective for the most of the rest of their life right and if one of the guys murders somebody um you probably put him on the video game cover not too long after um you know and celebrate his life like he was a great human um but yeah you know it's funny that i had to run through and be like which one is he talking about <laughs> oh yeah ray lewis <laughs> Who allegedly, oh, allegedly. Uh, may have murdered someone. Totally didn't throw – he wasn't in a white suit that they couldn't <laughs> find all of a sudden. I, how do you not find a white blood-covered suit all of a sudden, you know? Fuck. Uh, yeah, but I mean if you just let them get away with things for most – pay them quite a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and that will also have the benefit of, um, you know, ignoring like problems with poverty because we could just be like, oh, they could just play football. Yeah. 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 And then if they have any sort of opinion outside of football, we have to be mad at them. Well, unless you like the opinion. <laughs> unless you like the opinion. <laughs> but if you don't, you just be like, shut up and fucking play football. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> shut up and hurt that other person, you idiot. Um, uh, what do you think about them sexually assaulting people? I, You know, I want to make a joke, but... I'm, I'm not for it. No. Um, <laughs> Unless they're on my team, I'm, I'll probably I'll probably overlook it. I'm not sure what was a hotter take was you're not for sexual assaulting people, or when you we agreed that pedophilia was bad. It's so bad. <laughs> we were like, you know, there's one thing we can agree on this podcast: <laughs> it's pedophilia is bad. It's so bad, so bad. But if I will say one thing on R. Kelly's behalf, <laughs> I don't even want. Tom Zagura actually did that on the podcast this week. He was like, uh, he's technically not a pedophile. Apparently, if you're into 14, 13 or 14 and up, it's something different. Technically. Because they're not children. They're pubescent. It still makes it pretty shitty. Yeah. If you're a rapper or say you're like a priest or something. I'm just going to say hard line and may, maybe there's there's differences for some. If, if you're over 20, under 17 is weird. Very weird yeah. and bad. I'm gonna go out on a limb <laughs> and make that hard take. Uh, you watch any of this NCAA basketball? <laughs> Leo DiCaprio is totally cool, though. He's totally cool. I mean, I, they're, I, 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 they're over twenty. Yeah, it's still a little different, but whatever. It's not my life to judge. I, I don't know. I, you know, I remember someone saying, you know, it's like. They're rich millionaires, right? Like, what do you expect? Like, not obviously anything under age is terrible, but you're a rich millionaire. I, I don't know. Eh. 
I feel like I painted myself in a corner. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't want to hang out with a 20, 25-year-old. No, no. You know what? I, I will say, though, they actually talked about that on your mom's house this, this weekend, too. I've always thought that was really weird. Like, why would – I don't think I could put up with that person. Um, even if that was necessarily what I was into physically, that 20 to 25 range or something like that, like, I just don't know that I would want to put up with that person. Um, no, you totally have a lot in common. But then they they kind of <laughs> – they, they said uh, – you know, his like, it's the, kind of the Michael Jackson conundrum. Like, once you become a superstar, you almost like sometimes they deve- they get developmentally weird. And Leonardo DiCaprio probably has to have a person that is like amazed by everything he does. So a thirty year old woman that he takes on his yacht is like, yeah, yachts are cool. Yeah, this is sweet. Good job. This is the biggest one I've ever been on. Yeah. As opposed to a twenty two year old that's like, oh my god, yeah. and just fucking like freaks out about everything he does. And I was like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. That could be it. Maybe so. It's very know. possible. Yeah, I don't know. Still sounds weird to me though. Still a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, I did. Kimmel went pretty hard at Will Smith. I also watched the Chris Rock special. How was that? I like that Will Smith came out and he was upset that Chris Rock talked about him after he physically assaulted, assaulted him. him in yeah. front of a large group of people and now on he, national TV. I like that people are still like, Will, you're still a dick. Like, no one's taking <laughs> his side, really. No one's like, unless you see No, I, at the time, people were. They oh, really? really were. A lot of people were like, yeah, if you talk about my wife, too, like, I'm going to probably do something. Oh, no, I mean, her. post that, like... Like, just now... I, Most people are on. I also follow... I, I watch a lot of comedy podcasts and things like that. They're all universally, like, fuck Will Smith, but... Um, yeah. I think you have a lot of famous people that are generally like, you can't just make fun of me because I'm famous. It's like, fuck you. Well, and it sounds like that Chris Rock is really well-liked in the, like, comedy world. Like, mm-hmm. other comedians, like... Because, like, I think there's some comedians that are, like, people just despise, mm-hmm. you know? Well, he's also in a tier of people, like... He was one of the best comedians in the world for a period of time. Right, and he's a living legend. But yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, like, as a living legend, like, you hear about... Also not a dick. Yes. To anyone but Neil Brennan. Yes. Um, but you hear... Which also still seems fun. Yeah. Like, not like a bully, but... Because I'm trying to think, like, Chevy Chase. You don't hear many people say good things about he's, Chevy Chase. No, he's pretty much universally disliked. And, like, Bill Murray is liked by the public, but, it, like, if you hear people talk about him, like, on podcasts, it's like... He was kind of a dickhead, too. Mm, it seems like he had his moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but I guess they're a little bit older. I don't know. You don't hear much bad stuff about Adam Sandler. No. No. Well, he fills all his movies, films all his movies with the same eight friends now, so. <laughs> I mean, if I was, if it was me, I'd be like, hey, Daryl, you want to be in a movie? Yeah. You're playing the same role. You say, you can do it. You know, you Hell yeah, dude. I got it. <laughs> Go hell yeah, brother! Yeah. Here's the thing about here's the thing about typecasting, dude. Okay. So on this one, you're gonna get real Asianed out. Mm-hmm. How Asian? Like Rick, Mickey Rooney and Breakfast Club. Like, it's racist looking back at that from the '70s. You're gonna go more than that. Ooh. Yeah, but people are gonna people are gonna quote it for years. Ooh, I don't know. Um. I went back, so I really liked. I was glad it won a lot of awards. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, a really good movie. Very interesting concept. Never um, seen it. It was uh, heavily, I think, Korean, Asians, a lot of a lot of Asians. 
Asians? Probably when you were watching that, I was probably watching the best of 1980s WCW. <laughs> I'd highly recommend it. I think you would like okay. it, though. It's a very interesting concept. It's kind of got a multiverse going on. Okay, um, okay. But self-contained, I mean, everything in that, what, two-hour movie. I thought it was really good. I've heard some people that didn't really like it so much. You'll have to deal with some subtitles, but uh, I'm all right with not that. for most of it. I'm not one of those non-subtitle um, people. I'm really bad about comfort stuff that I watch, if that makes sense. Like, if there's something new on it, I put, like, and I'm watching it. Because usually I don't watch much TV until, like, bedtime. Mm-hmm. And we put usually Roseanne on, and then Rainy <laughs> falls asleep. And then I just watch the same, fuck, I watch Cheers, and then I watch Becker, and then Wings comes on, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, my eyes are getting heavy. Like, in that time, I could watch probably something cool, you know? Yeah. And then, like, when I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch something I'm always cool. looking for something new. I, then when I'm watching something, I'll be like, I'm going to watch something cool, and I'm like, oh, like, I watch all of the dark, you ever watch Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've watched all of those. It's a really good show. Yeah, I love those. Um, I watched some other pro I don't know. I, I loved pro wrestling so much as a kid. Like, I traded tapes. I used to trade tapes across the country. I used to record the pay-per-views illegally and then trade them for other tapes of um, recorded pay-per-views. And a lot of them were Japanese wrestling. That's how much I loved. And I'd ride my bike to the post office to collect these and ship them off and everything. So I watched these documentaries and all this old-school wrestling stuff. All the time. Like, it's just kind of a comfort thing. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, recently I watched The Best of NWA Wrestling 1970s Volume 3, right? <laughs> like, you couldn't, and there was, like, you couldn't find, I couldn't find any. No, I had, I watched that. And, like, then, like, for the most part, like, I'm playing on my phone and watching it, right? So I'm playing a stupid game on my phone, and then, like, there was the California Hells Angels, right? This was the tag team champions, and they were bad guys. And, like, the ring, the ropes are all slacky, right? Like, they're not, none of this is put together well. Uh-huh. And the crowd absolutely hates the California Hells Angels, right? And they're younger dudes with the blonde hair. And they play the part, right? And, but they don't really say how big they are. And then the, the good guys come out. And the one dude's probably 62 years old, and the fans love him. And, like, his partner. And they don't even have a tag team name. It's, like, Texas Steve and Billy Bob J- Thornton, you know? Yeah. And, you know? And they, they come out. Billy Bob Thornton. And these guys come out, right? And I'm, like... Those guys look a lot bigger than the California Hells Angels. It's like, oh, man, the 1970s NWA World Champions, the bad guys, the California Hells Angels, are probably like 5'8". <laughs> like, they weren't yep. big guys at all. I like that they made it obvious. <laughs> Here's the cannon fodder. <laughs> These guys are about to get worked over for the next eight minutes. It is like they just got beat up. And this one guy was like... They still did that strongly through the 90s, too, though. They it was did. very clear a lot of the time <laughs> who was going to be winning the match. And it was just funny because, like, the, the 58-year-old cowboy came out and, like, he's, like, giant compared to these guys. And he was probably, like, 6'4", so he's still a pretty big guy. But, like, it was just, like, like you know, and it was such standard wrestling. Like, the, the, the Hells Angels were doing bad, you know, like, you hit him with a boot, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then they were tag double teaming them while while the other ref was paying attention to the good guy and then uh, then the, the the old grizzly veteran comes in and just wails on them and then they win the titles you know and they don't even have a tag team name they're fucking cowboy steve and billy bob throtten i don't want to say thornton again billy bob throtten <laughs> so i guess i'm really guilty of that and i'll occasionally put i watch like black adam that was streaming mm-hmm. uh, did you watch that yet? yeah do you know he wasn't a be- uh, a good guy in that he's not a hero? Yeah. I don't know if they mentioned that at all. I'm not a hero. <laughs> he tells you a couple times. Just a few. I'm I didn't think that, hero. you know, that got some really bad reads. I didn't think it was that bad. Also, I'm not the hero. I'm, I'm not the person you thought I was. <laughs> I'm his dad. <laughs> oh, no. Peter fell asleep. Crash. Nope, um, we're good. 
Yeah, I also watched the uh, Navalny movie. I don't know what it, that is. Uh, it's the opposition leader in Russia who they tried to kill by poisoning his underwear. And then oh, that's like a recent thing. Arrested him. Well, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Did you see that video of him on the plane where they made the plane? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he like apologized. Yeah, everybody. and they kind of blew it open by calling the people involved. Um, so they they found a dude out of I think it was like Hungary, who's really good at at working the the dark net and um, securing information through the the dark net. Um, about people and they basically did phone traces so there's apparently one only really only one or two labs in russia that they suspect and one of them's i think like a sports drink company and then there's a little building there that employs like eight or 12 biological warfare people oh, really? Um, and so they basically looked at phone numbers that were calling in or around this facility um they pegged like 10 or 12 guys and they like cross-referenced them he actually, the way they found a lot of the numbers contact information was they roundaboutly hack how other people have them set, saved in their phone. So then they get names and then they cross check them with like people that may have been Spetsnaz or other affiliated military organizations. And they got a guy on phone where they basically, and this is the, you know, the Russian system of fascism and everybody's scared about getting in trouble he basically pretends like he's a supervisor and is like, give me a report now. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, come on. Like, we got to find out what happened. He's like, um, and he starts talking to him a little bit. And then he asks him some questions. He's like, we shouldn't be talking about this on the phone. He's like, we don't have time for this. And the guy's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so like, he's telling him all this confidential. He's like, we should be on a secure line right now. And they're like, come on, let's go. We don't have time for this. We're trying to figure out what happened. And so then the guy like, basically tells him all the details and it's Navalny on the line making this call to him about how he poisoned the underwear and stuff like that. That's how he originally broke the story back then. Um, I don't know though. He kind of creeps me out. Uh, I didn't, I haven't watched enough on him to be like, have an opinion on him. Some little personal things, the way he talks to people around him um, made me think he's not particularly a good guy. And they had pictures of him at, like, Nazi rallies. Um, video, in fact. Going to go another hot take. Nazis are bad. Nazis are bad. But, you know, they have some redeeming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this microphone <laughs> that I'm talking into right now. Developed by Nazis. No way. What? I don't know where you're going. Um, I'm, should I start wearing a full body suit when we do this podcast? <laughs> Like, yeah. it'll, I'll be complete. there's no cameras or nothing in here, and I'll be completely <laughs> normally dressed <laughs> when you get here, and we'll talk, like, everything's normal, like, ah, oh, yeah, then I'll come into the full, like, I'll be like, all right, man, I'm gonna get set up, and I'll be right back, I'm gonna let the dogs out, then come in the full bodysuit and just say outrageous shit. Yeah. Do it. All right. Do it. But they ask him in the documentary, like, hey, wh- why are you talking at Nazi rallies? And he's like, well, they're people too, and I'm gonna need them. Uh, for support, you know, I'm trying to be the the president of Russia, not the president of only people I like. And I was like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Um, I guess. It'd be as fucked if up. If you're as... going up against a di- like, I I kind of get it in a way. Like, if you're gonna go against a dictator, you do need some crazy people on your side. But also, then like, I don't know, man. That's not a particularly good look. No, no. That's not somebody I'm gonna throw my support behind. But I guess if it's Putin or a guy that. Also talks to not. I don't know, man. That's a tough decision. Yeah, it just kind of made me feel like, well, even if this guy were to do something, I don't trust him either. Is he really going to be better, or is he just going to get into power and then also be a dickhead? 
Right. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I mean, he kind of ran, uh, it was running on like, uh, anti-war stuff. So he said, you know, he was going to not get involved in Ukraine and places, but, uh, I, was, I don't know. Damn, you ruined my good joke. I was going to say, like, what is Russia in a war? Uh, <laughs> coming gasoline all over our drones and shit. Oh, I saw that. Well, yeah, I, I saw some of that. I got to admit, when I read that report, I was kind of laughing. I thought that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I mean, I get it. National pride, whatever. I, I should be upset, but, like, that's kind of funny. Right. They were just dumping fuel on our drone. <laughs> <laughs> Just being dicks, and then probably hit it. So then, I don't know if you heard that. Apparently, our uh, the official defense position at this point is that they probably didn't do it on purpose. They looked at the video, but they insulted them. They're like, "Oh, we think they're just actually really bad pilots." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened with the balloon? Everyone was worked up about that balloon. Well, I think once it came out that there were also a bunch of them during Trump, then nobody really wanted to be outraged anymore. Yeah, but I think they said like, I don't know. I just I heard so much about it um, for a while that um, it seems like there are legitimate reasons why they would use those instead of spy satellites. They might be able to get some better views of underground stuff and personnel movements. And also the reason that you don't uh, immediately respond is because they can also learn important things about our defense capabilities by how we scramble jets from where. And what happens. I mean, that makes sense, yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems odd to me that they wouldn't, still wouldn't shoot it down. Especially when it's over a very depopulated place like Montana. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, I get you don't want to shoot it down over New York. Yeah, or, right. uh, you well, know, if it's within 20 miles of Cleveland. But, yeah. but to tell me, like, we were worried about civilian casualties shooting it down over Montana. Because we like, let it go all the way across the country, right? Because like, we shot down over Myrtle, not Myrtle Beach, but. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, right off the, the coast of Carolina. Yeah. Um, and that was the one that, like, traveled across from, yeah, the. I the like I'm such a tourist. West. I'm like, we shot it over Myrtle Beach, <laughs> over Sam's <laughs> surf shop. Very close. <laughs> There's an unexploded bomb down, nuclear bomb down there. Nice. Know that? No, you know, there's a bunch just floating around the world. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Apparently, we just like it's better in the muck than trying to dig it up. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to know how you make it explode? You go looking for it. Yeah. And like we're, it's, we're pretty sure it's around there. I'm like, it's kind of fucked up. It's someone else. It'll be someone else's problem in twenty years. Next generation. That was that was me for a while. I was always like, that'll be Joe's problem in ten years. He'll <laughs> he'll have to worry about yeah. that. Yeah. Bill's coming due on some things. <laughs> Joe, Joe in 10 years will have to deal with that. Joe now don't have to worry about that. Joe now has got it all, all under control. <laughs> yep, yep. You've been watching any of the World Baseball Classic? No, except for that one player got really hurt. <laughs> who did? Um, I forget who it was, but... Edwin Diaz. Oh, Edwin Diaz got hurt? Yeah. Out for the 2023 season. Ooh, that sucks. Who? What team was he on? The Mets. No, in the thing. Uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Ah, oh, poor Puerto Rico. Ah, oh, poor Mets. Poor Francisco Lindor. Yeah, he, he ended up turning around, though, right? He ended up playing pretty good near the end of the Oh, game. yeah, no, I just mean that, you know, his teammate got hurt. That's yeah. It's not good for their season. I don't really have, I don't have any hate against the Mets. They're kind of the... Stepchild over there in New York. And yeah, yeah. They're in the mm-hmm. national division, so I've always been like, eh, whatever. They're not league. the league, division, league. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> division. 
You know, one time in the old podcast, the two drunk guys, uh, Wild Shane, the wild card, kept calling him charges, wild, or holding charges. <laughs> and someone texted me, or someone said something on the, uh, Twitter, like, I was trying to listen to your podcast, but by the third time you called him holding charges, I couldn't listen to it Uh, good times. What do you, uh, what do you, uh, fill out a bracket? No. Me, yeah, I don't really care either. It's already busted. Arizona no, lost today. I have them going to the finals. I uh, didn't watch enough, uh, basketball. I, like, I, we talked earlier, which we should have saved for the podcast. Um, <laughs> although I guess we were fine. Ohio State uh, was bad. Yeah. And that was pretty much when they're not, and if there's no, like, MAC team or something that's local, that's cool, mm-hmm. that I, you know. Mm-hmm. I know you said what Kent State. Kent State is the one in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, they won the automatic MAC bid, so uh, they're they're dancing right now. Uh, there was a big upset, right? A big upset. Number two Arizona lost to a fifteenth uh, seed. Uh, I had Arizona going to the finals only because I didn't want to take Alabama because um, fuck the SEC in general, fuck Alabama for sure. Arizona lost. <laughs> Arizona's out. I'm going to ask you some trivia, which you know the answer for. Mm-hmm. What Cleveland Indian played college basketball for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> played college basketball for Arizona. <laughs> 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 we totally didn't spend 45 minutes talking about that. Cleveland Indian's baseball player who was basketball scholarship to Arizona. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, he didn't even play baseball until his junior year for them. Uh, Kenny Lofton. Do you, do you know who Drafted he... by the Atlanta, or no, the, uh, the uh, <laughs> drafted by um, the Houston Astros in the Whoa. 17th round Whoa. after making it to the final four behind Steve Nash. No, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. <laughs> that makes, yeah, for sure. Uh, and also making the Sweet 16. Yeah, Kenny Lofton, brother. Number fifth all time in stolen bases. Fifteenth all time in stolen bases. Hell yeah, dude. Kenny Lofton. Did you know he has a son that plays basketball? Yeah. Did you have any Who idea? looks like two Kenny Loftons? <laughs> <laughs> Who looks like two chunky Kenny Loftons <laughs> put together? Whoa, man. You really are on top of your Kenny Lofton knowledge. I love Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Can't believe he was knocked off the uh, Hall of Fame ballot on his first attempt. Yeah, wow. And what year it was, was only that? Like t- 2013. Got Whoa. like less than 3% of the vote. I'll tell you what, it was nobody was inducted that year. Yeah, I, I think uh, we said. I, we think three, that was... three heritage people. Steroid era. Right? Yeah, it was a big steroid thing where even um, some of the people had already fallen off. Kurt Schilling, I don't know if he was on the upswing or the downswing at that point. Um, they even kept Biggio and Bagwell out that year because there were rumors, even though I don't think they ever had substantiated use. Bagwell was one of those guys you just kind of looked at and was like, "What is his your, giant head? His, his, <laughs> your head grew halfway through your career. Biggio, I always thought was weird um, that he got mixed up in it, but he did have a few later seasons where it looked like he got he got hot out of nowhere, but... He always was kind of a little guy. You know who never, I don't think, maybe they did and I don't remember, and maybe it's the homer me not remembering, but Jim Tomey went from third base 185 pounds to first base 220 yeah. <laughs> real quick. Yeah. He just didn't look, uh, <laughs> he always had a big head. That was, I yeah. think he was saved by one. He already had, he had a, a big block head from the get-go with the ears out as well, if I remember correctly. 
And then he he didn't ever look particularly in shape. No, but he was jacked. He was. Like, he wasn't jacked. But oh, he had arms. I mean, yeah. just some of those cranks, little, like, liners that went 450 feet to center field. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I just like that he touched his dick every time he batted. You know, I was just thinking about that because we played baseball, and there was one person that would do that when they were playing baseball, and I pitched against him. The one time I pitched, they kept doing that. I'm like, is he, like, like is this, like, a, like, I wasn't sure if he was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. <sighs> All right. What do you think about these Cleveland Browns transactions? Oh, let's hit that. Um, I think they bolstered the defense. Resigned uh, Taki Taki. Great Agreed player. Terms I think. with safety Juan Thornhill. Uh, that from was Kansas the... City. oh, those are both today. I was going to say those don't sound familiar to me. Both from Cam. Uh, he was from Kansas City, right? The <laughs> mm-hmm. Second. Um, Taki Taki's resigned. I like Taki Taki. I think he's resigned a Ethan Pokich. Pokich. Pokich uh, from center. Uh, center for the Browns, for and here, then we yeah. also signed a undersized defensive tackle from Houston. If I remember, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, yeah. and the defensive end Okor Okoronkwo. Yeah, wait, is he the one from Houston? Or is yeah, he... I think so. One of them is undersized, but like he's like a, a speed guy. Like he won't be an every down mm-hmm. player. Dalvin Tomlinson, I believe, was from the Vikings. Uh, the the. The uh, player we got from <clears throat> Kansas City, um, really good player. Um, safety? Yeah, safety, um, really good player. Played in uh, two Super Bowls, won two Super Bowls with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Was in the third Super Bowl, but didn't play. He was on IR. Um, played Has played nine playoff games, I believe. Um, great player. Um, occasionally mm-hmm. gets burned. Like, he's known to jump routes and make lots of plays that way. But in that same aspect... Um, against a top-tier wide receiver, he will get burned. Um, that's kind of the... Gamble the, a little bit. Yes, that's kind of the uh, the, the burn against him or the hit against him. Um, everywhere I was reading Chaff, uh, Chiefs forums after I saw that signing, because um, that's always a good place to go, because then you can find it, like... Because occasionally you'll get the people that are like, you know, fuck him, he wasn't that good to begin with, blah, blah, blah or he's overrated, mm-hmm. or they overpaid him. They're mad that they left. Yeah. But generally you can get in, if some people are like, ah, oh, man, we're going to miss this, we're going to miss Pre- that. And pretty much what everyone was saying is he's a great player. He was, um, um, you know, big on that defense. Um, and the biggest burn was he sometimes over-jumped routes or uh, went too big on routes and uh, would get burned. Um, so... Well, I mean, with with our secondary, uh, well, it also puts um, uh, we got plenty of sure tacklers, things that can. Make well, Grant Delpit really came in the end of the year. Came to came in um, beginning of the year. He looked pretty bad. Near the end of the year, he looked pretty good. Um, I don't think he's supposed to be your main guy back there, though. You know, he's so he kind of will play. Um, uh, kind of uh, you know, right field, kind of. Mm-hmm. If I, I guess, if if I wanted to put it to baseball. So uh, the the only thing I guess I was a little confused about the Sakura Conquo guy. Excuse me. It was like, uh, oh man, I should have looked up the uh, uh, contracts. Um, I don't know. I feel like we gave gave him a lot of fucking money. Three year, nineteen million. Okay, never mind. That's only like six million a year. Yeah, and they restructured the Watson deal. They're going to keep restructuring that until we really have to pay him. Um, yeah, we're just kicking the can on that. Yeah. Um. I mean, 
I'm glad he's willing to do it, but Fuck at yeah. some point the, the bottom is going to drop out on Absolutely. the team. Um, I feel like we already used a year of our window up this last year and possibly the year before with the end of the Baker Mayfield shenanigans. I'm not going to count the year before that because I think we honestly got good before we should have been. Well, we went to the, what well, not last year, we didn't, we went to the playoffs and beat the, the Steelers. Steelers lost to the Chiefs. That yeah. was two years ago. Last that, year was, well, no, three years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Was the disappointing year with Baker. Yep. Well, last year was the. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, who got unfortunately signed by the Commanders. Commanders That's, and Baker went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's going to have a shot at taking over Tom Brady's team. Yeah. Um, he's got some weapons now. He so. does. And an offensive uh, line. This is either going to be a good year for him, or it's going to be end of the line. Yeah. Um, we uh, released Jadavian Clowney, which wasn't really much of a surprise. Not really. That's the way it seemed like it was going. Um, well, I mean, of, they sent him home. We didn't even play the last game because he talked about the shit. Oh, that's true. I, I kind of forgot about yeah. that. So I remember um, he was like mad because they were mismatching Miles Garrett, the best player on the team, against yeah. people, and he was yeah. like, "They put me against harder people." Some, yeah. I'm sorry, be better. Yeah. Because that was the thing. He was talking the whole year about how, like, he was as good as him, too. Yeah. He wanted to say I was as good as him, then he's going to pout that they're putting me up against someone better. Yeah. If anything, you should have been, like, pounding his chest. Like, yeah, they're putting me on the toughest guy, and I don't fucking bother. Had a lot of talent. Uh, I don't think he's got the engine um, or the work ethic. So, Akora Conco had a breakout season, I would say, possibly last year. So, maybe that's the way to look at it. I don't think he had any sacks like the first half of the season. And then he had five sacks in the last six games. Yeah. 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 So um, I don't know. Sorry for cutting you off. Breakout half season or not. I originally had it backwards. I was like, dude, this dude disappeared the last half of the season. Then I looked and I was like, oh, shit, it's in reverse. And I was like, oh. Well, and uh, and he's mean, also, for like I said. million a year, not bad. Yeah. And he, like I said, he's probably not an every, every down type player. Mm-hmm. Um, more of like a speed rusher type deal. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we're weak at that, that position. So he might be. Oh, he's an end, right? Yes. Okay, so we still need a, a tackle. Yeah, which... We well, probably need two tackles. Probably. And we need a receiver. I don't know that. I don't know if they'll do anything in free agency for that. Yeah, free agency or draft, we got to do something, I would assume. we got to do something for both um, those positions. What else we'd be needing? Backup. Well, backup offensive linemen, but that's... We've uh, already we've got one. I think we've got an extra one yeah. in the depth chart that you can count on. Uh, backup running back. Um, or, we had, we've been stacked at running back the last few years, though. Well, Kareem's not going to be here this year. Yeah. No, but I mean, even like, you know, remember, we were just trying to deal guys the last few years because we looked good three, four deep. Um, so, well, they need. They hopefully need. We got that again. They need the guy. You saw Zeke got cut, right? I figured it was coming, but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get the official news. Yeah, he's no. been officially released. It um, seemed like it was just writing on the wall. Yeah, Tony Pollard's a better back than him at this point. Um, they could find someone probably cheaper. Um, you know, he had a good good career. I don't know if this will be the end, but he, he looked like he was running in mud near, near the end. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just feel like... Well, I guess it's the NFL. You can't just be, like, giving up plays to have a dude beat on people. But he's still such a punishing back. I don't – somebody's got to give him a chance. We'll see. I mean – I think the right scheme – I mean, I just think the scheme also tended more towards Tony Pollard. I don't know. I just feel like – what if you what if you put him, like, behind uh, – Dude, he's he's he was drafted in 2016, started on his first year. I mean, that's – 
what, six, seven years as a running back in the NFL. That's, oh, that's, that's known as a hard hitter, too. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, you know. What if you send him to back up in uh, Tennessee, though? Be a, not a bad place. Um, I wouldn't mind. Just somebody but, that doesn't let him breathe, you know what I mean? Yeah. They come in from one big explosive guy to just have it getting hit by fucking, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You probably get one year deal somewhere and <laughs> ride it out. I'm not really expecting it, but I don't know. Hope maybe he can drag his way through another season or two. I always liked Zeke. Yeah, same here. Even when he played, well, I never really hated the Cowboys. He always like just reminded me of a big tough baby. He did me too. Yeah. I don't know. He just seemed like he could knock you the fuck out and then just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>